the songwriter not that many years ago he simply penned a few words that has resonated in the hearts of many men many women he simply penned these words life is a few days of trouble and a wise man once said but I'll not complain for I am sheltered I am clothed and I am fed but many of the trials my wants my dreams put me through and the only real peace that I have dear Lord is in you aren't you thankful this morning that there's a peace that passes all understanding and today that peace is not something that we could not obtain but it is something that we can live in today and I'm so thankful so thankful for it this morning it's good to have you all back in the house of the Lord with us this morning those of our church family that is watching us and joining us uh, through technology we say welcome to you this morning as well I'm so honored that we are able to assemble and to worship and I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that is faithful to be in this house with us this morning as well and uh, I do pray this morning that uh, all is well with you and uh, I do say thank you for over the last several days the prayers uh, that we know have been prayed for us and uh, we have felt your prayers we've had a uh, very challenging week for our church family but God has been faithful and uh, we are going to continue to just move forward and we are going to continue to pray and and uh, support each other uh, and uh, we do say thank you for praying for Brother John and Sarah Burns and the family, as well as we ask that you would definitely continue to uh, lift up Sister Nancy. It's a little hard this morning looking over and seeing my friends not here. Uh, so, y'all, I'm not ignoring you if I don't look your way too much today, all right? So, but, uh, but I will celebrate today because my friend, Brother Charles, and your friend, he finished well. And oh, the place that he is today, it's hard for me to be sad, uh, but a place where there is no more pain, no more suffering, a place where the Lord is the light of that city. Uh, but, uh, but this morning we have a, we, we have a void, there, there's part of us missing, uh, but uh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. But I can't help but think about all of those that's gone on before us. Heaven's getting sweeter every day. Amen. So it motivates me to finish well and to finish strong this morning. And uh, so I'm going to do my best in the midst of all of the chaos that's going on. I'm going to do my best to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. And uh, this is probably going to be one of the most if not the most important messages that I've probably ever preached in my life I sense that this morning and I stand here very weighted today and I know I'm probably gonna put myself out there a little bit today uh, but that's all right I'm going to just uh, trust the Lord this morning and uh, I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 5 and we're just going to dive in and we're going to do our best to deliver to you what God has put in our spirit. And I believe Debbie's class is going to class this morning. Uh, and we're, we're transitioning through some things as we come back for the very first time. So 
thank you for your patience as we navigate through uh, all of the stuff that's been going on uh, with the sickness and things of that nature. So, but this morning, with the help of the Lord, I want to minister to you, and I'm going to deal with a few things that I believe is taking place in our nation, uh, but also I'm going to bring us and point us back to the things of God this morning. And I have been in much prayer. I've been in isolation uh, for the last several days as far as if I was not ministering to the families that was in need. I've spent most of my time alone. I've been in the, in the time of prayer. I've not said a lot of things on social media and things of that nature. But today I, I do feel like I'm coming with a word from the Lord this morning. And uh, I'm going to just deliver what God's put in my spirit. And I pray that you would have ears to hear, not just naturally, but I pray that you will allow the spirit man to hear uh, because sometimes we can draw conclusions because uh, we want to hear what we want to hear. But I would pray that we would examine everything that I say today according and by the word of the Lord. And... Uh, I want to share just to lay a foundation in John chapter 5, beginning in verse number 2, a very familiar story, uh, but we're going to kind of zero in on one verse just for a moment, and then we're just going to walk from there. But for a few moments, I want to talk to you about the troubling today. I do believe that as a nation, but even beyond the nation, the church, we are finding ourselves in a time of troubling. This is not necessarily a bad thing, so stay with me till the end, all right? Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches, and in these lay a great multitude of impoet folks, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever, when first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impoet man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to me uh, to put me into the pool but while I'm coming another steppeth down before me Jesus saith unto him rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the Sabbath I want to focus on verse number four of this story for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water and whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had we know that there is times and seasons that is orchestrated by God you say how do you know that this morning pastor Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse number 1 says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven today in the midst of great uncertainty and great division in our nation we the church must be sensitive 
to the will and the purpose of God. The first thing that I would say today to those of us that are in this building as well as those that are watching and will be watching later, let me just issue a word of warning very quickly. Do not be too quick in dismissing the words of the prophet. Let me say it again. Don't be too quickly to dismiss the words of the prophet. God often allows the enemy to think they're winning just so he can set them up for a great defeat. This is not just a political statement this morning, so don't just read into it in that manner. Throughout history, we see in times of troubling that God bursts deliverance and new beginnings. We find that the children of Israel on their journey out of bondage finds themselves closed in by a Red Sea and everybody says it's over. But all of a sudden, the hand of the Lord moves. We find that it looks like it is all over for Daniel in a den of lions, but God moves. It looks like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego has lost their mind as they refuse to bow, but all of a sudden, God begins to move. Can I tell you this morning, God is not far off, but he is very present. David, while fleeing from Absalom, cries out to the Lord these words that you find in Psalms 3. I want to give you them this morning. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. There was a lot of things today that's taking place, not just in the natural realm, but in the spiritual realm. And there are those that are simply saying there is no help for them in God. But David, when he heard these words that was saying about him, that was trying to bring death to him, telling him there's no way out, there's no escape, but he knew something that others did not know. He had a source that was not of this world. You read a little further in Psalms 3. Notice verse 3. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. See, David knew that in the time of trouble, he was still protected. What he was saying is, he says, you are my shield, meaning you are my protector. 
He was saying, you are my glory. He was saying, you are my victory. He said, you are the lifter of my head. He was saying, you are my strength. But notice, David had this understanding because not only did he refuse to allow fear to dwell in his house, because let me remind you that fear is a spirit from the kingdom of darkness and we should not give place to it in our lives. But David had looked back over his life in this time of trouble and he knew that his God wasn't just faithful in the past but was faithful in the present. It was in times of difficulty that, and in times of where it appeared that evil was invading everything around him, that God had supernaturally equipped him and protected him. I believe that David, when he was in this place running from Absalom, that he had to look back over his life and whether it be when the lion or the bear showed up in the field or whether it was when Goliath was standing on the battlefield or when it was the pursuit of Saul trying to bring death to him, he had understood this, that when I cried out, God was faithful to hear me. And when everything was looking like it was over, there was a standard that was raised up against the enemy and God was able to get glory because the man simply cried. I want to say to you that David acknowledged he had had experience after experience after experience with God because he had been faithful to lift up his voice. Allow me to exhort you today, this is not a time to be silent. But your voice and my voice holds the key to our victory. James chapter 4 verse number 2 says, you fight and you war, but yet you have not because you ask not. Mordecai in Esther chapter 4, verse number 14, talking to Esther, he simply says this, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? He was saying to Esther, This is not a time to be silent. Notice. We find that Solomon, who was the son of David, that God permitted to build the temple after the construction of the temple, the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and he simply said this, I have heard your prayer. What he was saying is, Solomon, I heard the cry of your voice. And because of that, and you read 2 Chronicles 7, 12 through 14, he says, not only have I heard thy prayer, but I have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice, that if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send the pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'm going to stand before you today and speak this very, very boldly. There is a change that is coming. 
the enemy is trying to make a very unlawful entry into territory that does not belong to him. And because of where we are, there is getting ready, please hear me, to be a prophetic release of judgment on those that have walked with evil. The Lord himself, in this moment of time, is displeased by the behavior of many in this season. And he has had his feel with their defiant stance against his laws and statues, even those who have been brave enough to defile his house. We are going, I believe, in my time alone with the Lord, I'm going to stand by this statement that I made two weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again this morning. We are getting ready to witness the death of Ahab and Jezebel within days. Strongholds are coming down over this nation. I'm going to go as far as to say that right now that there is the assembling of dogs that's getting ready to lick the blood of Ahab and Jezebel. The true prophet is getting ready to begin to make a proclamation and a declaration that is going to expose the deeds of the kingdom of darkness. And while I'm standing here speaking this morning, there is the completing work of the garments of embarrassment that's getting ready to be put upon them. The Lord is getting ready to say to many, I have found thee. Stay with me this morning. But to the church in the midst of all that is going on, I would say to you right now, do not fear in the midst of this season of troubling. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. And he is simply saying, rise, take up your bed and walk, because you're about to experience victory. Just like the man in John chapter 5 that for 38 years had been bound by an infirmity, the Lord is saying to us today, just believe my word because it is our faith that is getting ready to release the power of deliverance. I have to remind you that it is in this time that the word of the Lord that was spoken to Jarius is now been released again in the earth. Believe only. There is a proclamation of death, but this morning can I tell you there is getting ready to be a sound of life. Church, if we will awaken and if we will rise up and we'll begin to cry unto the Lord, I stand here without hesitation and tell you that the spirit of fear is getting ready to be broken. Strongholds are getting ready to be shattered and the demonic plots against the vineyard will be destroyed and be exposed. I stand this morning without hesitation and tell you that God is not done with this vineyard. I hear the Lord of the Lord simply saying this, and I was in prayer, and I said, Lord, is this really you? And Lord, I, 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 listen, my spirit man is very calm today, but my natural man is in war with my spirit. And I, and I understand, listen, I, if one thing that I've always done for the, almost the last 21 years of my life is I've prayed this prayer, Lord, don't ever let me bring a black mark to your church. 
That has been the thing that has always motivated me. I have not done everything perfectly. I will stand here and say that. But I will stand here and tell you that I have kept a pure heart and I have felt the favor and the anointing of God. So I've always prayed, God, don't ever let me bring a black mark or a reproach to your church. And that's why I'm very careful today and going very slow at the beginning of my time with you this morning. But in my time of prayer yesterday and along with the Lord, I began to hear the Lord begin to speak very clearly. He says, I am allowing you to experience a few days of crushing. I said, God, why are we uh, going through a few days of crushing? And they simply began to expound on that and began to put into my spirit. He said, this few days of, of crushing is getting ready to give birth to humility within my people. For the Lord says, I cannot move where there is a spirit of haltiness. And he said, once that is destroyed, he said, humility is coming to my people and it is designed to give birth to repentance that is going to give way to healing and there is getting ready to be a smell of new wine that begins to fill the atmosphere of my church, says the Lord. That which is taking place in this very moment of time is about to bring glory to the Father. And I began to realize what has happened even in the last several hours is simply this. True repentance is now been experienced by those within the church. No matter how things turn out in the natural realm, we have a major issue. On this aisle over here, we have between 70 and 75 million. On this aisle over here, we have 70 or 75 million. And simply notice with me, out of this aisle over here, out of that 70, 75 million, it is safe to say that about 30 million of them identify as your brother and sister in Christ, but yet they went into a voting booth and they simply said, it's okay to kill babies. It's okay to destroy family. It's okay for same-sex marriage. Listen, we are full of sin today in this nation. I'm not, listen, I'm not registered as a Republican or a Democrat, but I am registered in the Lamb's Book of Life. I belong to a city that is not here. But listen, I will stand and proclaim truth this morning. There has got to be a change. And there is a change taking place right now. I, I want you to understand that in this time of crushing, in this, in this time of, of uncertainty, uh, there is an angelic host of heaven that has been reassigned and released in the last 72 hours, uh, and it is now fighting in the heavenlies, uh, and they will be victorious, uh, much like in the days of Daniel. Uh, Gabriel said, I heard you the first time that you prayed, uh, but I had to call in Michael the archangel uh, because we've been warring. Uh, can I tell you, we got about 21 days of war uh, and I'm here to tell you there's about to be a shout of victory uh, there is something that's about to change uh, I don't know about you this morning uh, but their victory in the heavenlies hear me uh, the Lord said is it going to release something uh, in the heavens uh, that has been held up by demonic interference uh, that your fathers have prayed for in years past uh, the Lord began to tell me yesterday afternoon uh, he said what I'm releasing through the angelic host of heaven uh, he he said there is deliverance coming uh, there's revival coming uh, and there's an awakening coming to my church uh, I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning uh, the church of Jesus Christ uh, is about to be infused with power uh, by a fresh visitation uh, of the Holy Ghost and fire Hola <laughs> basata 
Oh, I I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. The world is going to be disrupted by the power of Almighty God. And those that are laughing and mocking the prophet in this moment uh, is about to experience the pall of the bear. That which the enemy believes it is accomplishing is beginning to unravel even now because the cry of repentance within the church in the last several hours. The Lord is saying to you this morning, I will protect my vineyard. I am now preparing and equipping men to stand and confront Ahab and Jezebel, and that which I'm equipping them with will cause them to crumble, says the Lord. This unlawful invasion has moved me, says the Lord, but it has moved me to action. And when I move, kingdoms are destroyed. I want to give you what the Lord said. It's not very, very very powerful by maybe the world's vocabulary, but the Lord said, prepare, prepare, prepare for the suddenly which will occur with the moving of my hand is going to cause things to shift in a moment. And when the Lord began to put this in my spirit, I saw his hand. It was very interesting in my my office yesterday. But I just saw the moving of a hand. And I thought when the hand of the Lord began to move, everything that was standing in resistance just began to fall. Last night... on your news feeds and on your network news and there are people that can validate what I'm getting ready to say just two days ago in private conversation I made a proclamation that I thought was going to happen I told brother Chris and I believe I told Mark and Marcella sitting in their house that within a couple of days you would see someone come to the forefront and begin to claim victory And it was a proclamation that would become because of how it was brought into their realm. And here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to go on record. And Lord, you do what you want to, okay? I'm not being political this morning. But there has been a movement of prayer in this nation. There is a remnant. The church of Jesus Christ has been on its face. And God is not going to ignore the cry of his people no matter who ends up sitting in the White House. But we are getting ready to experience a major exposing, and there is getting ready to be a lot of things shift. And I said this in, last, in recent days and over the last few weeks, but, and I've said I've preached on an exposing since 2015. And I told you in recent days, if you'll go back and listen to the messages, that not only was there going to be an exposing in the political realm, but even within the church realm, and unfortunately, even this week, we saw a mega pastor be removed because of personal failures, because of thinking I can live in the world and still have God. Listen, 
where we are going is a place of true repentance where once again holiness separation sanctification is not going to be optional but it's going to be required if you want the blessings in the favor of God we're going to have to live according to the word of the Lord Ahab always moves by the direction of Jezebel the media outlet in the United States of America is no longer media but it is a force to be reckoned with because it is the modern-day Avenue or vehicle Jezebel Jezebel begins to make a proclamation that mr. Joe Biden is the president they have no authority to do that they have no right they have no power to decree Listen, they can make projections, but they do not set in anybody in office. Jezebel began to make a statement that goes in a line with the story of 1 Kings chapter number 21. Ahab, Naboth is dead. You can now go have his vineyard. I said within a couple of days, Jezebel is going to make a proclamation that Naboth is dead. Ahab is going to go, and he's going to try to claim the vineyard. Last night, over the last 36 hours, we saw Jezebel say this, Ahab has now moved, and now Ahab last night on your television screens, on your social media devices, stood at a podium and he was simply saying, I'm taking my vineyard. Hear me. It was in that moment of time in 1 Kings chapter number 21 that the Lord went to the prophet again and said, I want you to get up and I want you to go to the vineyard because Ahab is getting ready to take possession. And the Lord says, I want you to tell him, have not only you killed, but now you're trying to take possession. And notice what the response was. Ahab simply said, O my enemy, thou hast found me. But the word of the Lord that came through the prophet, he said, I have found thee. There was such a moment that transpired that the glory of the Lord was so powerful. You read chapter 21. I spoke on this two weeks ago. Maybe you did not watch it or see it, but if you want to go back, it's called an unlawful entry. I preached it two Sundays ago, sitting right here. I won't re-preach it this morning. But when Ahab was faced with the man of God, the prophet of God, with the word of judgment, he turned and he walked away. It says that he went softly because he could not stand in the presence of the Lord. He humbled. I'm here to tell you today, I don't know how all of this turns out, but I know this, in the midst of the troubling, I didn't forget where I started this morning. John chapter 5. If you go back and really read John chapter 5, you will find that it says after the troubling, the first one that would step into the water was made whole. Can I tell you right now, we've got to make a choice. Either we can stand and focus and wait on something to change, or we can by faith make a step and begin to experience what God has for us. How do we experience that? It's not by religious activity. 
it's not about anything other than understanding what worked for David, what worked for the children of Israel, what worked for Daniel, what worked for the three Hebrew boys. i tell you what they did. In the midst of the troubling, in the midst of the uncertainty, they said this, we will not be silent, but we will lift our voice unto the Lord. I'm here to tell you today, if you want to experience the supernatural power of God, in this nation as well as the nations of the world the remainder of this year you're gonna to have to lift up your voice I, I, I listen I didn't come with a uh, with a fancy thing today I come to tell you very clearly that God is not done yet but God is just beginning there is I wish you could sense this I hope you get this in your spirit I want you to hear that in the midst of the troubling, in the midst of an unlawful entry, there is a God that's simply saying, I am still your shield, I'm still your glory, and I'm still the lifter of your head. So I'm going to stand here and tell you this morning what the old songwriter said. I will not be denied. Now, you can be denied if you want to, but I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk in authority. I'm going to walk with the presence of God, and I am going to experience the moving of his hand. This season right now that God is allowing, a few days of crushing, there are a few days where you and I need to clear our calendar, and we need to figure out what is the priority and we need to begin to cry aloud. I don't care what you have to do. You hear me. This is not about putting a man in an in a, in a office. That's what some people may think, but it's, it's so much bigger than that. But this is about fighting for a nation. This is about fighting for families. This is about fighting for your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. This is about fighting for the great commission that the enemy would love to stop and stifle. But can I tell you, in the midst of this, God is standing present right now. We, if we will, trust him. We're getting ready to experience his glory. Can I tell you, not only is the spirit of the believer troubled this morning, but the earth is groaning. This morning, do you realize in Massachusetts and uh, Rhode Island, they was moved by an earthquake today? At 9 o'clock this morning? The earth is shaking. It's groaning, moving. Can I tell you, God is doing something. There is something changing. I, I pray you sense that. I'm not just trying to tell you that this morning, but I'm going to tell you an unlawful entry that has just now been made in the last 14 hours, a proclamation of evil. Can I tell you that I'm not against it? I will pray for whoever my president is, all right? But I'm going to tell you something. There is men and women that have stood this year and they've simply raised their fists and they simply have blasphemed the name of God and they think they can do what they will. But I come to tell you today, God says, I've had enough and I'm moving into action. Now, we, the church, need to understand if he moves, that means we must move. And we must be led and directed by him and him alone. So I'm calling you.
this morning as a church family, and I know I'll probably be crucified on social media. That's fine. Listen, we have got to move uh, by the unction and the leading of the Holy Spirit because the Lord is saying, I have found thee to many. And I'm going to go as far as to tell you, and I'm going, and I'm going, to, reiterate, I'm going to put this out there again, that I do believe with all of my heart that right now in the spiritual realm, there is dogs that's been prepared, and they are going to begin to lick the blood of those evil men and women that thought that they could do what they will, but God is releasing a word of judgment, and it is getting ready to change the behavior of many in this nation. And I do not celebrate the death of any man, any woman, but I'm here to tell you God has had his feel, and you and I as men and women of God need to make sure that we're in alliance with his word. We need to self-examine and say, God, if there is anything in me, purge it out of me. I don't want to walk with darkness, but I want to walk with light. Uh, listen, we cannot afford to be out of the will of God and miss the purpose of God in this season. Uh, but listen, uh, we cannot... Be people that idolize men, but we have to be people uh, that surrender and submit to the will of God. Uh, and God is saying, in this troubling, uh, I'm bringing days of crushing uh, because I want you to humble yourself. Uh, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, COVID-19 did not awaken the church like he desired it to. Uh, and therefore, uh, he says, well, maybe, just maybe, I'll put them uh, into a time of crushing uh, through the uncertainty uh, of an election uh, where they thought it was really good. Listen, my friend, uh, I could say a lot of things this morning, uh, but there's got to be the removing of a haughty spirit uh, within the body of Christ uh, because, hear me, uh, the church has got to be purified. Uh, it's got to be infilled with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, we cannot do what we are called to do uh, unless we go back to an upper room uh, and get refilled and refired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, don't you tell me uh, that coming to church one day a week's enough. No, uh, you got to lay between the porch and the altar. Uh, you got to begin to fast and pray. Uh, you got to get a hold of the horns of the altar and say, I will not let go uh, until God uh, reveals himself to me in this troubling right now. Can I tell you, the birthing of repentance I sense is taking place, but it needs to take place in a greater fashion. And as we repent, as we call out to God, prepare yourself for the suddenlies and the moving of his hand. This morning, while the world is shaking, while nations are crumbling and celebrating all at the same time, while we in this vineyard find ourselves just like we was four years ago and four years before that and four years before that, we are very divided. We today hold the key to healing and to deliverance in this hour. If we will call upon the name of the Lord, we will experience His glory. This morning, I want to leave you with this this morning. Isaiah 40, verse number 28 through 31. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, 
that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. But it is he that gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail, but they that wait upon the Lord, not might, not could, but shall. He's saying this is a given, this is a promise. Those that wait upon the Lord, wait, when you take it back to its original form, and this passage of Scripture does not mean to set and do nothing. The word wait simply means to go back and you become entwined with him. You become connected with him. What he's saying is to the one that will cry out to me in faith believing, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Can I tell you, the church is about to soar. I am about to go to a level that I've never been. So are you. The Lord confirmed this word in my spirit this morning. He showed himself mightily to me, whether you realize it or not. For the, and I, I will say this because she's not in here and she's not going to be able to be embarrassed and can't beat me up for it, so don't tell her. But this morning, for the first time, I watched my wife move with a word of knowledge. He confirmed himself through her today for me that you're not totally crazy. And I heard the Lord put it in my spirit because you are willing to wait upon me. You hear me this morning. He said, I'm renewing your strength. I don't know, but if you know how much I need some strength today. And I sense that the Lord is, there's just a soothing of the wind of the Spirit. Here, here's what I think and what I sense as I come to the music this morning. There's a gentle, gentle breeze beginning to blow that's getting ready to come and intensify and it's going to become a sound. The rushing mighty wind in the days ahead but this rustling is now becoming under the wings of the church and it's getting ready to lift us. And we are getting ready to experience an infusion of His power where we are not going to operate out of a state of weariness, but we're going to begin to walk and we're not going to faint but we're going to be empowered in such a way that we're going to see lives changed and transformed. I'm going to stand by what I've said all year, that there is prodigals that's on the verge of coming home. There is a moving and a shifting that's taking place beyond the walls of the local church, and it's beginning to touch the hearts of wayward children. I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to be overwhelmed today. I don't want you to be troubled in such a manner that you just feel like you can't 
magnify the name that's so worthy of our praise. But I feel like I just need to speak to you this morning that everything's going to be all right if you'll trust Him. Don't allow your eyes and your ears to dictate what the Spirit is feeling and experiencing. It may look like Naboth's death. Some may be making that proclamation. But I want to remind you that Lazarus was dead for four days, but God wasn't late. I want to remind you that there was a woman that had a son, and they was walking out, and he was laying on the stretcher, and they was taking him to the cemetery, but God wasn't too late. All he did in those situations was just move. Outside the city of Nain, he just walked up and he just put his hand on the thing that was carrying the dead. And all of a sudden, when he went to Darius' house, a 12-year-old girl was laying down. Everybody said they're dead. Everybody's mourning, crying, weeping. He just moves his hand and says, you need to move all of these people out of here. He brought his disciples with him and mom and dad. He went in and he knelt down and he just simply spoke. And all of a sudden, life entered in. But not only did Jesus operate in that manner, but I'm reminded of the prophet of God. Walks in. Stretches himself out upon a boy. His hand, his hand. His eyes, his eyes. His mouth, his mouth. Death is present, but all of a sudden, life. In the midst of a troubling, in this season, and I'll go on record and say it today, and I'll stand before you and tell you I was wrong if I have to in the days ahead, and I will ask you to forgive me. But what God is getting ready to do through the prophet is getting ready to bring life back to a nation. It may look a little different than what we anticipate, but I'm going to tell you something. God is getting ready to show himself mightily. You say, Pastor, why is he going to do that? It's because I'm going to tell you why. This is what I sense in my spirit. God's getting ready to show a generation His power and His glory because there is a great commission that has to be completed. And this generation is not going to fulfill their destiny unless they see the power of God. I can preach it to them. I can teach it to them. But listen, until they see His glory, they are not going to surrender to the call. And listen, there's a world. Whether we understand the gravity of this or not, but there's a generation in this house and houses just like this all across this nation. That's why God's not done with the vineyard yet is because this is a generation that's getting ready to be sent forth to reach a world. So I stand here today full of faith, full of fight, full of fire, full of vigor, and I stand here telling you, don't allow 
Jezebel and Ahab to steal your joy, to steal your victory. But let it be the motivating factor that makes you go bend a knee and cry aloud and position yourself to hear what God is saying. Don't dismiss what God is doing in the earth today. But in this time of crushing, in this time of uncertainty, will you respond as others have responded? David said, But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. I'm going to lay my head down tonight, and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to awaken in the morning with the help of the Lord and the faithfulness of God because the Lord is sustaining me. And I believe He's sustaining you and there's a fight that's just ahead. But we are about to see the salvation of the Lord as we stand all over the house this morning. Don't allow this season keep you from being who God is calling you to be. Here's what I'm going to do this morning. As they just get ready to minister in song, you may have walked in here discouraged, overwhelmed, exhausted, maybe with a lot of questions. Maybe you just feel like you've been waiting didn't understand really why here's what I'm going to do I'm going to call us to a season of prayer this morning no matter what you have need of this morning he is present and he's simply saying to you have faith in me have faith in my word just rise up take up your bed and walk this ain't a time to be found slumbering this is not a time to be found not doing this is not a time on waiting on something else to happen or transpire you just have to receive my word so today Don't be full of doom and gloom, but begin to cry in faith. The Lord told Jairus, believe only. You can find all throughout New Testament Scripture where the Lord simply says, have faith, or your faith has made you whole. He's always said things along those lines. So today, an angel went down at a certain season. But the Lord stepped in and simply said, listen, you don't need to wait on man. You don't need to wait on a troubling. You just need to trust in what I'm saying right now, that if you'll just take up your bed, rise up and walk, you can be healed. And he believed the word. This morning we have to make a decision. Either we're going to believe what our eyes are saying and telling us, or we're going to believe what the Lord is saying. Here's what I'm going to say to you this morning. I choose to stand with the word. I choose to stand with the prophets today. I choose to stand in faith believing that God is in complete control.
I'm not going to be troubled, but I'm here to tell you in these days of crushing over the next few days, and I believe honestly over the next 21 days, we're going to see a lot of things and hear a lot of things, but know this, God is orchestrating and moving, and He is getting ready to move His hand, and there is going to be things changed in a moment. But we got to cry aloud. I got to take you back to Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, he said, "It is then that I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land." The healing healing that is getting ready to take place can only take place when we turn from our wickedness and we humble ourselves and this crushing right now is bringing humility and as humility comes and replaces that spirit of haughtiness there is a fresh visitation of Holy Spirit that's getting ready to come into the lives of men and women and we're getting ready to see God do something extraordinary so I'm going to ask you in faith not asking you to do anything other than to respond to the word this morning. I'm going to ask you, will you put your faith in the word of the Lord and will you join your faith with mine and will we cry aloud together as a church this morning for our nation, for the nations of the world and will we cry for God's will to be done and will we surrender. As they minister in song right now, I'm going to ask you to come. You can stand, you can kneel, but we're going to have a time of prayer this morning. May the Lord bless you as you come. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray with hey me. everybody. This is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.